All right, four is all yours. Yo, what's up, guys? This is uh, the No Notes podcast with uh, Maddie B and H Double. Um, yeah, we're just gonna talk about five different topics today and kind of go throughout them. Uh, we're gonna talk about USA versus Mexico last night in soccer and you know, the Gold Cup. Then how Team USA women crashed out of the Olympics um, against Canada. <laughs> And then after that, we're going to talk about Simone Files. Did she quit? Did she not quit? A little bit of mental health, see how that goes. And then we're going to talk Team USA basketball, see if KD and the boys can beat Spain on Tuesday. And then after that, we're going to wrap it all up with some NBA free agency, what's happened, and some of our predictions. So with that... Yeah. Um, before we before we jump into it also... Uh, this is the first episode of this podcast that we hope to be starting as a series. We have been sports fans, you know, pretty much our whole lives. And Matt and I met in eighth grade, so that was like eight years ago. And that's really what bonded us together, going through high school and all that. And we decided, let's get together and let's let's make a sports podcast because we both have shown interest in podcasting. So we figured, no more excuses, let's get it going. And we just hope that this podcast... Uh, can be, you know, something that you guys enjoy. Whoever is watching out there, we hope to expand in the future, have future guests. And we also, this doesn't just plan to be a sports podcast. It also could be a, a life podcast as well and just everything in between. But the, the main gist of it will be sports. And so, yeah, we're really excited. Thank you guys. This will be going up on me and my roommate's channel that we have. It's TBF, but we may make a channel for it eventually. But yeah, and you can also check it out on Spotify which Matt will be uploading for us on Spotify. I'll be uploading it on YouTube. So yeah, we got a couple different outlets depending on what you want to watch. But I'll yeah. I'll those links down in the description below. And yeah. we'll, we'll post on all our Instagrams, Facebooks. We'll, we'll get you guys hooked up. Yeah. We're probably going to... We're going to be... We'll be recording every Monday and Friday. So that's yep. our plan right now. So. And most likely, maybe uploading the day of. If not, it'll be the day after. So yeah. Uh, let's jump into it. And... I'll let Matt kind of take over this a little more, uh, more of the soccer stuff. I'm not too knowledgeable on soccer, so you can go ahead and jump right into it about USA versus Mexico. Yeah. What you thought? So, uh, yeah, last night was, I mean, it was an intense game. Um, it was USA versus Mexico Gold Cup um, in Allegiant Stadium. It's actually the biggest crowd that that stadium has had. It's the new Vegas Stadium. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it was sixty-five thousand people, so it was it was rocking. It was. Oh. I just want to awesome. I just want to say real quick. Uh, out of one of those sixty-five thousand people, uh, our boy Martin Prado was at the game. I saw he posted on his story, so I hope he had a blast there, and hopefully he watches this podcast and sees the shout out. But yeah, I saw yeah. he was at the game. Yeah, he and I were talking actually before and after. We had a little bet actually that went on, so yeah. We'll, uh, I, I won that bet because um, <laughs> I think, as some of us know, the uh, USA did win. Right. They scored in the 117th minute, 1-0, uh, um, which is awesome. Um, so people thought that this was the USA's, like, C team because there was a lot of MLS players. Um, mm -hmm. You know, no Christian Pulisic, no Weston McKinney, no Serginio Dest. I mean, all these guys play for Chelsea, right. Juventus, and Barcelona, right? So we're not supposed to win. Um, and we beat them, actually, the 26th of June for a Nations League. For a trophy, and in the U.S.'s history, uh, I believe it's not since 2007 we've beaten Mexico back to back for a trophy. So, kind 
kind of cool, pretty awesome that this is happening right now for the men's national team, especially because in 2018, they got roasted for not making the World Cup. Yeah, and they did. Just, just roasted. You know? Yeah, they really did. And, you know, that's really... <laughs> the FIFA World Cup is, like, the only soccer that I feel like I really watch, if I'm being honest. I mean, I haven't even watched the soccer in the Olympics, besides maybe, like, a couple minutes. And so... I'd say for me, you know, not seeing... I remember you and I, uh, you know, in 2014 when they did make it and we were fresh, freshmen going to the sophomore year and I remember when I came over and we, we watched the game, the USA game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but so when they didn't make it in 2018 and I was like, you know, not being a soccer fan already as it is and then, you know, your country's not in it. I was kind of... I didn't even watch it. So it's good to see them, though, get some, get some trophies back. Uh, I didn't realize that this game had had this much hype, you know, but there is still a lot of soccer fans out there, so it makes sense. And yeah, it looked like a, a really energetic, you know, atmosphere. And I'm just glad, you know, yeah, USA was able to bring home gold. Sorry, Martin. What's the yeah. what's the bet? What do you what does he owe you now? Um, what was the bet? I believe he had a post on his story, I think, or Instagram post that USA won and I think he was supposed to get a USA jersey and wear it um, so oh, yeah. supposed to do that at some point so um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, believe it, I believe that's what it is so at some point um, we'll, we'll see that and I can mm-hmm. you guys up on that um, yeah so but yeah so they were supposed to win but they won and here's the thing is starting in October no September actually um, they're going to start the World Cup qualifying so they're going to mm-hmm. play teams like Mexico, Canada Trinidad, Tobago to make yeah. it into the 2022 uh, World Cup in Qatar. So, right. based off of these last results, usually um, Mexico has been like the team to beat in the World Cup qualifying rounds, and now it looks like it might be the United States, which is a great shift. Um, I think it's awesome that soccer is being played more in the United States. I know myself, I've played soccer since I was four, mm-hmm. um, loved it, right? I, I mean, right. I watch a lot more than Charles does. <laughs> he knows that. Oh, but, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, hey, as, as long as, I mean, I just glad people are talking about it. ESPN's getting a hold of it. So, right. that was, that's really awesome that they're doing great in that. Mm-hmm. But our USA women's team did not do a hot. Uh, last night, they lost 1-0 to Canada. Um, uh, the Canadians actually had a PK in the 74th minute, and that's how they won. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I think we should talk about a little bit more. Um, I know the women's team has won World Cups and stuff. Um, right, but I think also it goes deeper than that too, um, especially when it comes to like all the stuff about you know them kneeling for the flag, pay, and all that stuff. I don't know what was your opinion on on the on the women's team and kind of what's gone on there. You mean about like the kind of like justice issues, or you mean just like how the performance just anything, was? Either, okay. either the, the justice, the kneeling the flag, equal right. pay, the loss. Um, I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, you know, it's you know, I mean. In terms of uh, their, uh, you know, their performance, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't really watch it, so I can't answer that. Uh, I know they've been good, you know, because I know, I mean, as you know, my, my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, who said she's going to be one of the first watchers of this podcast, shout out to you, Autumn. She's a huge, you know, she's a big soccer fan, so she's a huge women's, USA women's national team fan. So I've got a little bit of insight mm-hmm. from her. And I know, obviously, they you know they've been you know they've won is it three or four times in the World Cup? They won four World four, Cups. Four yeah. World Cups. That's you know really impressive. And so they've they're definitely like a 
you know, a powerhouse in terms of women's soccer, I would say. And so I remember when I was, you know, I do have a little bit of knowledge about this, you know, Olympics. I remember, I don't know if it was like the qualifiers, I think it was, but they lost 3-0 to a team, I, I, I believe, um, right? It was in the group stage. Our so. group stage. Yeah, they lost 3-0 to a team. And so it kind of showed, you know, maybe there's a little bit of weakness in the armor. And coming into this game, I mean, I think even Megan Rapino had maybe said it. She was like, Canada's going to be no, you know, no, like no pushover, even though they're heavy favorites. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, you know, they lose to Canada. And, you know, I would say it's, it's definitely like kind of a shock, you know, that they, that they went out and they're, they can only get potentially bronze now. There's no guarantee of a medal even, especially, mm -hmm. you know, no gold or silver. Um, but you know it's it's expected. You know it happens in sports. Uh, teams lose, and I mean in terms of uh, you you know this more than me. In terms of how they actually played their performance, I mean, and and just throughout the whole Olympics, did it just look worse than what they've done in the past? Or their teams, the opponents, you know, just did they look better than you know had they caught up to the USA in a sense, or did the USA just look weaker? Because I, I know they had some of their their star players. I feel like so. What what did you from what you saw? You know, because you're more into, you know, um, actual Yeah, gameplay. I mean, it was, it was like, I think, 4 a.m. or something mm -hmm. like that whenever the game was on. So I didn't get to watch what I kind of wanted. I watched highlights and stuff. Um, yeah, like you said, there's a little bit of chinks in the armor, right? Um, mm -hmm. And really, honestly, to me, I think it really boils down to the issues of flag and uh, equal pay. I think, I know for me, like whenever I have a clear mind, I play a lot better. But when I have something to like either prove or do something like that, mm -hmm. more pressure mounts on me, which sometimes I make mistakes. And I think that's what happened, honestly. Right. I think because these women have been advocating equal pay and and doing that stand of kneeling for the flag. I'm um, some you know I particularly don't really agree with, but I can understand it from that perspective. You know, I think that kind of maybe got in their heads a little bit because. I, you know, people do think of soccer as a physical game, which it is. Yeah. But also, it takes mentality as well too. And I think mm -hmm. because that was all clouded, they I think want to make a statement, right? Right. I think sometimes that pressure just got to them, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's what ultimately happened. I, I mean, granted, Canada played a great game. They won fair and square. I'm not saying that Canada just won because the U.S. wasn't on their A game. You know, like that's sports, right? That's why we love it, right? Right. The people on paper don't usually win sometimes right and that's okay that's what we like mm -hmm. um you know that's what makes march madness march madness right the yeah team shouldn't shouldn't beat the one but sometimes it does right yeah so, exactly so you know i think there's just a lot going on and i think until that is resolved i don't think the u.s women really just play soccer to play soccer and that's my personal opinion um just from personal experience i mean i know for me like when i have to play for my spot on varsity compared to jv Sometimes those little mistakes sometimes are a lot bigger in my mind than really what they should be, right? Mm -hmm. So right. that's just kind of what I saw. I mean, I don't really think we need to get into all of the equal pay stuff, probably, you know, about all that stuff. Granted, it, it, it's based off of viewers, you know, of course. Right. But at the end of the day, I think, I think the women just need to focus on themselves and focus on the task at hand instead of what's going on around them because what's going on around them is trying to distract them from the ultimate goal, which was a gold medal, right? Mm -hmm. And now you might not even have a medal to show for it, right? Which is which is a little upsetting, especially for some players like that. So that's kind of my take on that. I don't know what what would you say? Yeah, um, I know 
they've definitely been like social advocates for what they, you know, believe in and like what they they think is you know fair. And as you said, I totally I can I totally understand where they're coming from. I don't really have like a strong opinion about that, but I definitely can agree with you where that you know could have laid down on them for sure and kind of wanting to prove the point of you know we're you know like we're you know we're, we're deserving of this and if i'm being honest though i i i do feel like they already kind of they really don't have anything to i know like winning would obviously help maybe help them get traction and i don't really know about that stuff that's kind of you know i'm not a soccer fan really anyways but mm-hmm. i feel like they've already proven how good they are and you know winning four world cups like that's no fluke like that's that's tough to do and you know i think they've already proven how good they are and you know i don't i don't think they necessarily have to prove how good they are for them to get kind of more of these you know uh justice issues resolved that they want to get resolved and you know maybe that was playing in their head maybe it wasn't uh it could have been more of the actual like social justice part of it about how they you know, think it's really unfair. You know, they might, maybe instead of how uh, good they are and what they have to prove. I mean, I don't know, but I definitely do think that could have played a role in it because, as you said, you know, I I played basketball, you know, and I played sports growing up. And when you know there is something that kind of you know is on your mind, sometimes it's about the sport. Sometimes it can be about anything in life that's bringing you down. You just don't play as well. You know, you're not you're not as focused. You try and escape it, but it you know. So if, sometimes you know it just comes into your head more than when you're trying to escape it per se. Whenever you you know you're moving around, you got like your adrenaline up. So I definitely do think that that could have easily played a role in them maybe not performing as well as they wanted to, and as what uh, people expected them to perform at. So yeah, I would uh, I can agree with you on that. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on that uh, before we move on? Because I got a good transition I can use into our next topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think just for me, my last closing thoughts is, um, you know, equal pay until more people start watching that obviously just can't happen as much as I want it to, you know, I mean, why should people like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo get paid 50 million, right? Whereas someone like Alex Morgan yeah. get paid maybe only, you know, 300, 400,000, right? For a year <laughs> of playing. Right. Yeah. So obviously and, and there's no difference between the man and woman other than just uh, genetics, right? So, I mean, there really shouldn't be that much discrepancy, yeah. you know, but I think just because the man's game has been around longer, that people have just watched it longer, you know, there's not as much history, right? When you look at it, you know, especially when I watch these games, you know, there are some really good girls playing soccer. You know, Alex Rapinoe's, I mean, sorry, Alex Morgan's super good. Megan Rapinoe's really good. Kristen Press, Carly Lloyd, um, Abby Wallenbach, Hope Solo. I mean, that's just that's just the United States team. That's all, all I'm right. naming off right now. I'm not even naming off the other team. And and I, mean, I don't want to go there because I could probably name off a lot more and this podcast would take forever, right? Right. But, you know, girls are just as good. You know, it's just I think there's a time and place for all of that. And I, and I think Tokyo is where they wanted to show, hey, we need this money. We, we're same, right? We're, we're mm-hmm. equal to them. We even made the tournament, whereas the men's team, because men's team is U24, so it has to be under, you're under 24 years old. They didn't even make it into the Olympics, right? They're like, hey, they didn't even make it. Mm-hmm. You know, but then 
we just take what happened yesterday and the men's team won a you know gold cup against mexico that drew x amount of fans right so right it's just a really hard situation and i think until this is resolved i don't know if the women's team will i don't know if they'll win another trophy until it's resolved because i think that's going into their heads and and that's Mm. just kind of my own take on it um so until i see some change i can't i mean i like to hope that the usa can win because they are ranked number one in the world but um you know that meant mentality is the key to soccer and until that mental stuff is fixed you you can't perform at your best so right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's you know mental mental part of the of the game of sport is you know just as important as the physical part it really is uh and yeah speaking of you know the mental part of sports uh you know it's for jumping into the, maybe the most talked about USA Olympic uh, thing going on right now. Uh, Simone Biles, um, Mm. you know, withdrawing from multiple events and, you know, leaving uh, their, the team, uh, their team uh, gymnastics event, you know, after the first event of that, she left, you know, and they still got silver, which was great. But, you know, I mean, all the talk, I felt like way more of the talk was about Simone Biles. And I know she tried to like, be like, hey, you know, focus on what they did, which is good because, you know, they're able to win silver when, you know, they're essentially their team captain, you know, who people describe as the GOAT left. And yeah, this jumps into, this is, you know, way more than sports. I feel like with this particular issue, it's way, really about mental health. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of athletes have stood up for it and talked about, you know, like I remember seeing, you know, Michael Phelps was a big one because, you know, he's considered the Olympic GOAT in swimming. You know, how the weight of the, you know, because she's like, consider the goat of gymnastics, how the weight, you know, can really bear down on you. And, you know, that's what's happened to Simone. She's had to take a leave for, a, you know, a little bit now because it's been too much on her. And it sucks that that's, you know, happened. And, you know, I, I definitely, you know, mental health is very important. We all, you know, a lot of us struggle with it, uh, some more than others, obviously. And I just hope that she's okay. And I, I assume that she's, because she's competing in the, uh, the, the beam is that what it is the beam yeah yeah the beam. the beam it's tonight i believe yeah i think so. she's i think you know she's in a little bit better of a space after taking a break but it, it definitely you know sucks and whenever i look at you know comments about her opting out or just even quotes about her even a couple of days after there's, there's just so many comments it's so many mixed comments i see uh comments defending her you know and telling her it's okay and you know you know, you know, especially what this new, you know, she's going to compete in the beam event, you know, telling her to, to, you know, prove all the haters wrong. And then the other side of it, I'm seeing so many uh, comments about how she's a quitter and she, how can she be the goat if she quit on her team? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so it's definitely a debatable topic. And obviously a lot of people are debating about it. And so, you want to give your thoughts first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. I can give some thoughts. Yeah, just what, um, whatever. I mean, what do you think about the you know the whole thing? And, and yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, so I have medication for that stuff. And uh-huh. you know, I can definitely tell when I'm on and off of it. Um, and people know that I'm I'm different. Um, I know recently there's some reports that someone bios at HD, um, and that they're though the drug that she's taking 
um, is actually banned in Japan. Mm-hmm. So she's been taking it since Rio, and now can't take it for the two weeks or three weeks she's here, right? Um, right. And so, you know, that's a big factor, you know, and, and do I know how much that played into what is going on? I can't say, but I do know from my own self, when I'm off my medication, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a different person. I, have, I don't have as much edge to me. I'm not as sharp. I, I kind of uh, get stuck in this repetitive rhythm. I don't really um, think very well. Um, and, you know, and Simone Biles stated, you know, she got the twisties, which basically says, you know, I don't really know what up is down and what down is up. You know, right. basically, I, she could hurt herself, right? And so I think whenever we look at it, um, you know, we think of these athletes as just physical, like super, like almost like gods, right? You know? Right. Yeah, we really do. Really good, right? You know? But the thing is we forget, not only is there a physical side we have to deal with, there's a mental and emotional side. And if those aren't 100%, then we can't give 100%. And, you know, for me, at first, I was kind of in the place of saying, ah, I felt like she quit on her team, you know, because, you know, she did it after the first event, which I think was Beam in the team in the right. team uh, competition, right. and she, like, fell off, I think, or something like that, right? And I was like, man, that just doesn't look good, you know? But, you know, as that saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover, right? You know, all of a sudden, hour, two hours, three hours later, we find out, oh, you know, yeah. You have ADHD, you can't take your medicine, mentally you don't feel good, okay, you have twisties, right? And so after all that, if I was in that situation, I'd probably mm-hmm. do the same thing, you know? Yeah. And so I don't think, she has nothing to prove to anyone. I mean, she's won, she won the all-around in the 2016 Rio Olympics. I think she has like five or six gold medals already. Right. Plus all the other medals that she's won from gymnastics, right? Yeah. Everyone calls her the GOAT. She has moves named after her. I mean, really, what more does she have to prove? Yeah. Not a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, for me, I'm really excited to see her do the beam tonight. I think that would be great for her. Um, almost like a comeback, you know? Right. But I do like how um, her and um, the other girl from Japan, Naomi Osaka, how they've kind of come out and said, hey, mental health is important. And, you know, I think especially after COVID and stuff, we really have found out just how mentally healthy we need to be to function, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's a real thing. And so, I don't know, those are just kind of my my thoughts. Do you yeah. like, agree, disagree? Yeah. What, what do you have? Yeah, I, I honestly agree with you uh, 100%. And, you know, for me personally, when growing up, and this is why I, you know, you know this story, because you know me personally, why I, I quit playing basketball when I, I really shouldn't have. I should have at least, you know, tried to in high school. But it was, you know, it's not necessarily mental health, but I was, like, it was a lack of confidence. I would get so nervous before games. I'd get so nervous. I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to turn it over. And it was also for baseball. I didn't want to strike out. I didn't want to make an error. You know, I would always be so nervous that it would, you know, affect how I played. And I feel like, you know, I mean, of course, we don't know exactly the extent of what she was feeling. But, you know, she might have been feeling, you know, similar things, like the nerves and everything. And when you just feel like that, you feel like it's similar to the women's team. You know, this is just a different example. It just gets in your head and you just don't perform as well. And I remember when I was watching her in the trials, I believe, or, you know, like not the trials, but the, uh, you know, the pool play for gymnastics to to qualify for the finals. She competed in all that and she still got first, but the USA only got second, you know, and... She didn't score any always good. And I remember when I was watching her. Something just didn't seem totally right with her. 
And, you know, obviously, whenever they finally get to the team event, um, the finals, and she, she quits after the first one, you know, because she, you know, it was too much for her, uh, the, the, the weight was. And I could, I could kind of see it coming. Like, I could, she just didn't seem that right the day before, the two days before when she did the qualifier um, for the team, you know. And I didn't expect her to, to walk out like that, I will be honest. I thought at first it really was a physical injury, and that's what they, they played it off as. That's what the reports were saying, that it was a lower leg injury. Yeah, there was no, great. yeah, there was no, like, uh, it wasn't anything at all about this mental health. It was just, you know, a physical injury. So I actually had no idea that it was mental health. And when she eventually spoke out about it, I mean, I was kind of. Well, and I think that's something that interesting that you bring up, right? Yeah. I think, let's say it was a physical injury. I don't think any of us are saying, oh, she quit on her team. Right, right, right exactly. But because it's a mental issue, now everyone's right. saying, oh, you quit, right? And so I think we have to decide. What's the difference between a physical injury and a mental injury? Yeah, you know? no, I definitely agree. And I, I agree with you on we perceive athletes as, like, superhumans. And, you know, in a, in a, a sense, they're definitely more, obviously, way more physically athletic and gifted than we as normal people are. And they're on the big screen, you know, on TVs, all the, you know, the attention, you know, all that stuff. So, in a, you know, I can see why people would, would think that, but if you sat down and you saw Simone Biles, like, let's say you're walking in a neighborhood and you see Simone Biles walking and you talk with her, she's probably just going to be a normal person. I mean, mm -hmm. some might be different, but, like, it's just a normal person. Or let's say she's wearing a hoodie and you couldn't recognize her, you wouldn't even know. Like, so, you know, they are still humans at the end of the day and they're normal people. And some can handle, you know, the pressure better than others. And... That's what a lot of the, the comments are saying about her not being the GOAT, you know, criticizing her because, you know, the GOATs in other sports, they they were able to handle the, the pressure better. And maybe, you know, maybe they were, but, you know, still, like, that doesn't, I don't think that should take away from, like, all the success and that she's accomplished and what she's been able to do. And it just, you know, it sucks that her, her brain, you know, it can, you know, it, works you know because in a lot of ways when mental illness it's when your brain is working just in different ways essentially mm -hmm. than what's like perceived as normal there really is i don't really think it's a normal everyone's got a little bit of different thinking but you know it just sucks that then like you said now she's getting criticized and all this for being a quitter but like all these people are saying that they can't talk you know they have no validation so i do think it's a little ridiculous i was also seeing comments about how i don't know if this is true She's been calling herself the goat, et cetera, et cetera. I know there was a commercial she was in where there was a goat and they called her the goat. So that's why people were also kind of upset because she was calling herself the goat. I don't know if that's true. If that's is yeah. if that's not true, she wasn't saying that, then like that's really messed up because she wasn't the one who said she was a goat. Everyone else was saying it. And then when she, you know, takes this leave, everyone's like, Wow, you're you're a quitter, you know, you can never be the goat. You're not, you know. And it's like yeah, she I never said that, you know. I don't know though. Yeah, I believe it's the people have mm -hmm. have named her the goat, and so she's taking that on. Like I know on her right. card she has a goat and stuff, but I mean, it's kind of like how we are with like Tom Brady, right? You know, at first with Montana, no one said he was the goat, right? And now we're saying he's the goat, and now Tom Brady, he never self-proclaimed himself the goat, right? Mm -hmm. It was everyone else, and now because everyone says he's the goat, now he accepts it, right? Right. And so I think we have to realize too is. We put that pressure, I mean, we've put pressure on her to perform. I mean, Tiffany and Michael Phelps, I mean, 
granted, Michael Phelps, yes. Did he ever quit on the Olympics? No. Or did he ever, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever? No. But as he said, you know, he dealt with some mental stuff. Yeah, and, and that was a thing. Every sport is different. With swimming, yeah, it, you're not you're you're not like you know doing double backflips. You know, like I mean, you're not having twisties, right? Right. You, you know where you are. You just you dive in a pool. You touch the wall. You come and, back, right? And like you're underwater, you know. So not everyone's like necessarily staring at you, like when you're up, you know, doing gymnastics and exactly. stuff, which kind is another you thing. You kind of escape in the pool. Yeah, all you hear is the crowd, and you focus on your stroke count yeah. and where that wall is. That, right. I mean, that's, I mean, you don't really hear a lot of people. I know because mm-hmm. I went wherever I swim, um, and, you know, my, my family swum, you know, my sister, my the mom, all that stuff, you know. Triathlon, um, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> even with, like, the, you know, the swim cap, I mean, that already reduces your hearing, and then you're in the water. I mean, so you're not hearing anything. Yeah. It's kind of just you in the pool, right? Yeah. It's a totally different kind of game I... than gymnastics. So, I mean, yeah. I think... I think we, we try to compare her to Michael Phelps, which is wrong, because right. two different athletes, two different right. sports. Um, and I think I think Michael Phelps did have some mental issues. With yeah, that, I was going to bring know? that up. And back in what was it, 2012-2013, sometime around that range of nearly one of the Olympics, or maybe right after, he was you know arrested for smoking weed. And I believe after the 2008 Olympics, I think. It might, yeah, it was sometime around there. I remember he got a little bit of, of hate for that, but like, yeah. you know, weed is on its way to becoming legalized because it's a way for people to escape, you know, it's, you know, medical marijuana. Like, that is a very growing trend. And so, you know, Michael Phelps, I think, did that because he was probably, he was dealing with, I mean, I don't know for sure. I, he might have said this, uh, uh, like publicly, I I don't know. I'm just a, I'm making an assumption that he you know he did that because he was feeling stressed from the Olympics, and obviously he got busted. And you know it see, it was like a really big deal. This was like you know over ten years ago, so that was before like weeds become you know a lot more of a you know a fight for it to be legal. But like he, yeah. I remember when he got arrested for that, it was a lot of kind of he was criticized a lot. But like he did that I think because of you know he was dealing with the stress and the pressure. Well, then when you think well. about it too. Like some people, instead of smoking, they they will drink, right? Yeah. Get that away, or right. they'll they'll do something else. You know, some people go on a hike. Some people take walk. I mean, so we all have different coping mechanisms, and and I think you know with Simone Biles, you know, because she is such a big athlete and on the biggest stage, we like hone in on that, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was like you and me, let's say we just went to a, a gymnastic event, right? <laughs> yeah. And we pulled out. No one would be talking about it. No one would say, hey, you're a quitter, right? No, right? So no. I think that's the thing, too. Is yeah. As humans and, that, and as fans, we have to realize Yeah. This... these people are, are doing things that we can't do. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I cannot do whatever Simone Biles does on, on yeah. a balance beam or uneven bars, probably until I'm in heaven. And even then, I probably can't do it, right? Yeah. And, and this, so you bring up a good point with what you said, you know, as an athlete, more fame and more popularity comes more praise but also more criticism so yeah and i think i think that's something that i'm glad that she didn't let it get to her head and that's why i'm really excited to see yeah that's night on yeah the i know she's gonna so. be a lot of people are gonna be watching her so hopefully you know she yeah. can perform and what, what, what's your prediction for her what do you think you think she medals like what do you think i mean the fact that it's i mean i don't know her state right now i'm gonna assume though that She's gonna. I hope she's just not toughing out to, to try and like 
defend herself. Because if, if, if she does, and it's still on her mind, I don't think it's going to go very well. But, like, in the, the qualifiers for the team, she got first individually, and, you know, she still didn't seem fully right. So, like, her talent is, is through the roof. And, I mean, I think, you know, not USA bias, but I, I do think she's the most uh, talented gymnast and the most, uh, you know, the favorite to, to win. I think she's the best gymnast out of everyone at the Olympics. Uh, based off that, I do think she medals. I really do. Um... I just don't know if it'll be gold. Uh, I'll just I'll I'll give her a, a silver or bronze. I think, but I, I just okay. with how much has happened and what she's had to go through, it. I mean, it'd be a great story. I, I really wanted to win gold, hundred percent. I'm rooting for it, but I it might, I think it's going to be really tough to win with all she's had to deal with and all she's had to, you know, what she's what's been put on her, you know, and how she's you know had to take a break. But yeah, I, I think she will medal. I, I really do. I think I I think she'll medal too, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say she gets gold. I mean, I hey, I like do. the I like the confidence. I'll give you that. Hey, I really here's, do. Here's the thing. I think if she wasn't ready mentally, she wouldn't come back. Right. She could go. I think she wants to prove to everyone that she still can do this. And I think if she wins gold, not if when she wins gold. That's my that's that's yeah. my thing. When she wins gold. I think that'll show everyone that she is the best, but also to take mental health seriously, that you do need to be in the right state of mind to compete at your best. And right. So, for me, I think she wins gold tonight. I think she I think she just shows everyone, hey, I'm the best. I can do this. And, mm -hmm. you know, let's, yeah. let's talk more about mental health, not only for our athletes, but everyone just in general. And I think that's where I think that's where we are for – for her and Simone Biles. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for her. So Yeah, and the last thing I'm going to bring up about this kind of topic and if, and you can, you know, your final thoughts. This isn't just for, you know, the Olympics and Simone Biles and gymnastics, but I feel like mental health and sports was never, you know, like it was always just a physical injury and that's why, you know, you weren't playing your best, but no one ever talked about like mental health necessarily. And, you know, like, that's why some athletes may not be performing well. And, you know, it wasn't really until, like, the last, I would say, maybe five-ish years, five-something around, you know, then. It's really been more of an emphasis, which has been great, because more athletes, I feel like, now have the, the power to kind of share that they go through mental health. And I remember specifically thinking about, like, you know, because basketball in the NBA, it's one of my, my favorite leagues, when, like, Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan had come out and shared how, how they dealt with depression a couple of years ago, that was kind of like, it was kind of, at least from, you know, because I'm a pretty big sports fan, that's not really talked about per se. You know, there wasn't, that wasn't necessarily like a, a thing, you know, like people didn't, athletes didn't say that they were dealing with mental health because, you know, I don't, I feel like people just brush that off because again, it was that narrative of them being superhumans. And, you know, I, and since then, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, you know, in their careers and just you now currently how they've dealt with like you know pressure and like anxiety and depression and mental health and way more athletes you know have it than we would have thought like five ten years ago we would have thought like none of them did because they were superhumans but it's good that we're realizing you know that it's it is a, a real problem and you know it's really good to, to share awareness because like mental health is you know it's no joke it's a it's really serious and so i'm just really glad that we that's been able to be like him you know, we're going in the right direction in terms of creating awareness, and hopefully, we can continue. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely happy for that. 
Yeah, and just my final thoughts before we go on to our next topic. Um, you know, this made me think of uh, actually a Netflix documentary that I watched about gymnastics. It's called Athlete Day. Um, and it's about Larry Nasser and kind of how he sexually abused a lot of um, abused gymnast girls, you know? Yeah, But also right. when you watch it, there's a lot of – it looks like a lot of mental abuse. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yelling and saying you're not good enough. I mean, and yeah. so – I mean, I'm not saying gymnastics is the only thing that has that. I mean, I know for me, I'm a person, I do not like being, like, yelled at whenever I do stuff. Like, if someone takes me aside and tells me, great, you know, I'm not advocating for or against different types of coaching because, you know, coaching is needed. Um, but when you watch that documentary, um, if you kind of take out the sexual assault, sexual um, allegations, which is most of what the documentary is about, when you really focus on it, it does talk a little bit about mental health and kind of what it's done to some of those girls, you know, especially like the sexual allegations that have come yeah. about, you know, and and think about that, that's just an allegation, right? Like, that's just someone touching them, right? And mentally, they're ruined. Like, sometimes they can't do things, right? Yeah. So I'm... now, if, you know, I mean, granted, I, we're, we don't need to go down the, the rabbit hole on this one, you know, so mm-hmm. if anyone wants to watch, you know, Athlete Day from Netflix, please do it's great awesome um it's about an hour and 40 minutes um it's great loved it um but i think that really shows kind of maybe some things about gymnastics and kind of what goes on there because i know for me i i don't do it i don't have siblings who do it you know and so until i watched that i didn't really appreciate or understand kind of what was going on and so mm-hmm. you know uh, that's really good so but yeah tonight i think she wins gold i think Simone Biles yeah. wins, um, and Definitely. I think she shows everyone why she's uh, why she's one of the best, if not the best ever. So yeah, uh, real quick before we go on to the next topic, I, because this has kind of been on my mind, I just want to say it's, it's a, a lighter note. Uh, we were talking about like the the difference, you know, Michael Phelps and Simone, and we we're talking mm-hmm. about the swimming cap. I remember when uh, we uh, I had we were we wore them for the the triathlon the first time I ever wore one. And how it, how it hurt my hair so much, and it was so uncomfortable because my head's kind of big, and it like we had to really squeeze. You had to like help me pull it down because my head was so big, and we had to like really get it on there. And it was like it was like so tight, and I just remember being so uncomfortable. And I was like, I can't wait to get the swim done. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully yeah, it's the so. thankfully it's the shortest one of the triathlon by far. So yeah, yeah, I like, just want to bring that up. That, <laughs> let, going off of that, I mean, let's talk about let let's go into what we what we love to do, right? Our bread and butter, sort of. I would say I would say my bread and butter. It's you have multiple bread and butters because that's true. It, it's one of them I like. You it's, know, it could be my sourdough. Yes, yeah, right, I was gonna say your like your English toast muffin or your bagel. That could, yeah, that could exactly. be what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, put some of that strawberry jam on that sucker. Maybe yeah, some butter. You know, I mean, hey, hey man, love that stuff. Options, but yeah, options. Is USA? You know, we you think Simone's gonna win gold tonight? Is Team USA basketball gonna win gold? Let's jump into it. You, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Question. I will go first. Um, so, USA basketball has been shaky, definitely this year. Um, it's you know I definitely I've expected us to play better, and I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of USA has. But I feel like I, I don't want to. And we're and we're talking about men's basketball here, so right? The team Team USA women. I mean, they've been the three the three v three. They won gold, right? They won gold three to yeah, three, and yeah. then also in their five on five, they 
uh, won their pool. Right now we're talking about Team USA. Like yeah, sorry. Durant, yeah, the, the one that's under more controversy. Not controversy, but under more criticism. We'll put it like that. Yeah, um, yeah so Team USA men's team. Yeah, so I, I don't want to discredit the rest of the world. I think they've gotten better at basketball. Like, I'll be honest, for sure. Absolutely. So that's I think that plays a part in it. And well, that that quote by Charles Barkley, he said, you know, or yeah. I think it was Charles either Magic, right? They said, "There is no more dream team anymore. We were the first ones to do it, and yeah. now the world is catching up, right?" Yeah, so, I think the world's catching up, and you know, like Team USA is, it's it's kind of hitting them home. I I still think we have the best basketball players in the world, and obviously we have the best league in the world because. All the all the players, you know, international come to try and play in the NBA. It's the best league in the world, and so I, I do think we produce the best players. Now this team hasn't been as strong as maybe you know, like 2012, 2008. Those teams were really good. Uh, that we had 16. Yeah, 16. I actually think this team may be better than 2016. I, that's debatable, though. I mean, it's close uh, in terms of like I mean, in terms of talent. LeBron, in terms of talent, three. yeah. In terms of like team talent. I think this one I mean, may be better. Steph, even Steph was on that 2016. No, he, he wasn't. He he opted out. Was not? Mm -hmm. He did. Okay. Well, he had, that, he, he had that injury that he was dealing with in playoffs when they lost to LeBron 3-1. Anyways. Oh, gotcha. He gotcha. was supposed to... Yeah, you know what's... Before COVID, uh, I remember reading... It was in, like, January, maybe, of 2020, that, like, LeBron and Steph were planning to play for Team USA in the 2020 Olympics, but then, obviously, with the delay... They ended up both deciding not to, obviously, because of injuries, but, like, if they were on this team, man... They would be good, for sure. They'd be really good. But, yeah, going off of it, uh, the rest of the world's caught up, I would say. Uh, I don't think they're as good as us, but they are definitely better. And, like, if we don't come to play, we're not going to win. Some of these teams are good. And, you know, this is going to be a really good test, Spain. And I was actually surprised by this. The last two times we played Spain in the Olympics, we didn't. we won in single digits, pretty much. Like, they were, they were close games. You can look it up. Like, USA versus Spain, men's uh, Olympic basketball. Our last 2016 and 2012, I was reading, were pretty close games. And, you know, Spain's got a good team. And so this is going to be the real test, I feel like. If we can win this game, I think we're going to medal. Because, like, Spain's going to be no joke. And, you know, this is going to be the time where we have to put it together. Because, obviously, it's the, it's the playoffs, essentially, in the Olympics. And... Yeah, because tonight is the basketball game at 1040. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily United. think our, our chemistry is too bad. I, I really do think... Uh, I, I remember, like... Although, I will admit that, like... I don't think Kevin Durant's been the happiest with, like, the ball thing with Bam Adebayo and then the singing him happy birthday when it was his birthday. I thought that was kind of dumb, honestly. I don't really know why we did that. <laughs> but, uh, anyways... Uh, I don't necessarily think the chemistry is a problem for Team USA. I, I do think that when it comes to when competing for the gold, these you know star players are able to put aside kind of the, the egos and work together as a team. I do think, though, you know, Coach K is not the coach anymore. It's Coach Popovich, his first time coaching as head coach. I think there's been some adjustment for him on how to gel these guys together as a team. And, you know, that's taken some growing up, you know, some growing pains and... You know, I, that's it's tough to you know when you've never done that and you got to take these twelve players. You, you know, you've really I don't know if he's coached any of them. He may have, but I don't know. But you got to you know on the fly. It's only a couple weeks, and then it's the Olympics. You got to coach them, and get them ready. There's definitely going to be flaws. And the exhibition, I think this has been good for him, like good for Team USA. They've 
They know now. Yeah, they know now they can lose easily. They've lost technically three total games now since they started exhibition and now the Olympics. So like they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, do I, think I, I think I think that loss to France I think really woke them up. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like like the one in Australia, it's like whatever, exhibition, right? Nigeria exhibition, whatever, people are coming off finals, you know, playoffs, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. With that one against France, all of a sudden it's like, oh crap. Right. Well, because that's, yeah, that's then, when it actually matters, you know. Then you beat Iran by 60. Yeah, we, we won our last beat, two really easy. Then you beat the Czech Republic by almost 40, which is what you should do, right? Right. And so, you know, I do think they are peaking at the right time. Yeah. But to your point, the whole world has caught up. I mean, you There's, have Luka. With, yeah, with, Slovenia with, looks with, so with good. Australia looks good, too. Spain, exactly. Spain's going to be tough, you know? Like Yeah, I mean, because you have, what, Powell and Marcus Sol on that team. You yeah. Ricky Rubio. You yeah. have really Hernan Gomez. I mean, it's not like you don't have NBA players on the team. You do. And so, you, you know, I think that's also what we, we think too, right, as fans, right? You know, we're like, oh, the Hornets suck or, or this team sucks, right? Right. Those are NBA players playing NBA players. They if, if the other team has a bad night, the other team can win. Like, NBA players will win. I mean, that's just, I mean, they're in, in the NBA, right? Right. And I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, I think, like, if, you know, and Kevin Durant played great in this last game, I saw, but I feel like he's really the, because this is his third Olympics, he's going to have to be the guy that really, you know, he, he's he's got to be the leader, and so he's got to set the tone, and he's got to play like he did, you know, maybe better than he did last game for them to win, because he's going to be the one that, you know, really leads him. He's the veteran on this team. He's probably the best player. No, he is the best player on this team, like, most talented-wise. So, like, he's going to have to lead them. And, you know, everyone, I just, I think that they're starting to more understand their roles, you know? Like, some of these guys, they only shoot three shots a game, four shots, five shots. Yeah. Like, Chris Milton shoots, like, you know, because I, I, I've seen his stats because I follow the Bucks or whatever. He shot, like, three, four, or five times a game. That's it, you know? So like you know, yeah. getting when he just came back from the finals, shooting twenty plus. Devin Booker, you know, same big cut and shots. Drew Holiday, big cut and shots. So just adjusting to their their roles, and you know, I do think that they will, you know, they're able to put it aside and you know, put up like what's best for the team, and you know, I yeah. because they want to get that gold. Like that's such an achievement, like to win gold for your country. Yeah. You know, some argue it's better than winning a championship and. The league you're in, like uh, a, a gold medal, maybe better than NBA Finals trophy to some. I don't know. That's that's debatable. That's up to them. But yeah. like, it's it's I mean, up I, there. I, it's up there. I I still think NBA trophy is is more. Giannis. Gold, but it is, it is close. But here, here's what I want to do. Let's talk about who we'd start our starting five for this team. USA okay. Team. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. Let and let's predict what who who they will play. I have the bracket pulled up, so I, I can okay. see the bracket, the matchups. I got the roster. We can go through and see what we like. So, do you want to start with your starting five, or do you want me to start with my starting five? Um, I will start with mine. Okay, yeah. Let, let you go first, okay. and then I'll tell you mine, and then we can talk about our either disagreements and all that kind of stuff. Agreements, all that kind of good things. And give me your six man. Give me your six man off the bench. Do I put Devin Booker in the starting lineup? <laughs> I know you will. Alright. I, I don't know though. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Okay. Well Kevin Durant totally is definitely Let's starting. Go, go go do do one through five. Do you okay. point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and then center. Dame at point guard. 
Um, yeah, that's oh, that's one more thing I want to bring up about this team. This team lacks size. They, they really do they lack do. size. That's something. They do. So, like, I could start Javon at center because he's their only true center, but... I don't know, like, I, I, are you talking about just Dream starting five or against Spain, would you say? Because Spain has some big bodies, so they might need to start Javon McGee. I, I'm just going to say, like, starting five, like, doesn't matter who you're playing, you're okay. the best starting five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's like the finals, right? If you match up with someone who necessarily is bigger than you, but you have your starting five, you're starting them. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I would go Dame... Probably book. I'll give it to book. This is where it gets. I don't know. I don't know if I want to put KD at the four or the three. Um, I'm gonna put KD at the four, I think, and I'm gonna put okay. at the three. Mm, Jason Tatum probably, and then I think honestly, Draymond. At five, we're gonna go small ball. I, I mean, maybe Bam, but Draymond or Bam, I'd probably go Draymond because he's more experienced and he's like a physical presence, and they need defending defenders, you know, in that starting lineup. And the six man, this might surprise you, but Drew Holiday, he's been playing really good in the Olympics. I don't know if you've seen his stats, which he's been playing better probably than he played in the finals. So here's the thing. My lineup, my lineup is the exact same as yours. Is it really? Except for, except for the center. I'd probably go Bam. You would go Bam? Probably, I'd probably go Bam before, well, before Draymond. You and I are on the same page. Anything. Yeah. But, like, that's about it. I mean, granted, I think those two, two are interchangeable. Yeah. But I, th I, I, think, I think those are definitely your, your, your starting six, seven right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you and I are on the exact I, I same page. I mean, I love Drew. He's, he's been playing defense. so good on. He's been and, playing great. Yeah, he's been playing great. Um, I do think Book needs to start. I know how yeah. many games he's come off, but I think they're just acclimating them in. Right. I was. Um, and I was, what I would say though, for me, I wish Dame would take just a little less shots mm -hmm. and get more people involved. Yeah. Not because, not because I don't like Dame. I love Dame, but the thing is, he's not on the Trailblazers. He has people to pass to. Yeah. And he has people who can make shots. And I'm yeah. not, this is not, this is not blazer slander, this is not anything <laughs> like that. No, this is, this is not it. Ooh, not it. He's the lead Portland. Not it. Anyways, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> no, no, keep no, going. Not it. I'm just saying, yes, he is used to playing hero ball, but you don't need to be a hero on this team. Yeah. You have five other people. I mean, think about it. If... Booker's number one option on his team. Katie, number one option on his team. Adam, number one option on his team. With yeah. The, I mean, Any... With the exception of, of you know, probably, you know, Draymond or, or Bam, Mm -hmm. They're all number one options. They all can shoot. They all can make things. They all can cut, right? So I think if he shot just a little bit less and got more involved, I think that just makes it yeah. click even more. And Any... I think, for me, that's why it's hard. I honestly might start Drew over Dame just because of that reason. Because I think I... Drew is a little bit more willing to pass and get others involved compared to Dame. I personally, yeah, I mean... Any of those guys can get hot in the starting lineup, you know? Any of them can can be the hero, in a sense, because they can play takeover if they're just on, you know? I mean, the most likely would be probably be Kevin Durant, because, you know, like what you talked about, you know, he's the best player on this team. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Dame, like, I, I feel like, I mean, he might be, he probably has an argument as being the second best player on this team. 
behind Kevin Durant, if I'm being honest. So I understand, you know, like I said, I do think, you know, I think he should take a few less shots, and I think he will. I think he'll, unless he's, you know, on fire, then it'll be like, keep letting him shoot. But I, I do think, like, when it comes to, you know, you know, this is, you know, the, the top eight, you know, this is the tournament, and I do think that they're going to, you know, try and get the best looks for the for whoever is who got the got the shot, you know. And Coach yeah. Pop is a great coach. I, I, I am pretty, you know, I do think Dame will play better. I was honestly... Yeah, like, Dane, Book, and, and Drew, because how good Drew has been playing, and his defense is great. Mm-hmm. I was almost tempted to put Drew in over Devin Booker, actually, not Dane. But I can see why you would put him in over Dane, too. I think all any of those three uh, at the two one and two spots are, are pretty good, honestly. Like, I do, too. I, I will admit, though, like, it is kind of tempting to put Drew there, though, because of his defense, and because Book and Dane as a starting backcourt aren't the best defenders. I mean... Booker, they can, is, is, Booker can is kind of defend. Than yeah, people do do give him credit for that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'm a Booker fan. No, so I'll, when you watch his defense is a lot better I'll, than what it used. I'll to I'll give be. you that. And that finals, he and the playoffs, but especially the finals, because I really watched like all the finals. His defense really impressed me. I mean, yeah, he still got scored on some, but like he really did compete. So, but he's he's yeah, he's not as good as Drew Holiday. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so quickly. Sorry, we have time for our our other because I know our free agency is going to take a long time. Oh yeah, I don't want this podcast to be too long. Quickly, I'll go through the bracket. And <laughs> All right. We're just going to go through team by by matchups, right? So this is our our prediction, right? Okay. Yeah. So we have Italy, France. Between them, who do you have winning? Italy and France. Yeah. See, this is where <laughs> it's tough because I don't even know who's on Italy. If I'm being honest, I haven't looked at the records. I will just go with France because they beat Team USA. So I mean, okay. that's I'm a that's a, it's a safe pick. I mean, yeah, I'm also on France. And then okay, next is Slovenia, Germany. Slovenia, Luca has been on, on amazing. I mean, team is so good. So you're picking them? Yeah, I think I think so. They beat Spain. I do. They beat Spain. You know, last play game pool play. I do too. Okay, and then Spain, United States. I'm picking U.S. You have to. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me, not necessarily because, I mean, USA's had a, a few troubles, which is kind of alarming, but, like, USA and Spain, the last two uh, Olympics have had such good games. So, I'm definitely a little worried, but I will go with the Team USA. I, I do think they can win. I, I think they I think, uh, okay, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it till the, the rest of the bracket. Okay, and then we have Australia, Argentina. Australia. Dude, the okay. Aussies look good. So, then in the first semifinal, we'd have uh, France versus Slovenia. I'm going to Slovenia, I guess, because Luca's awesome, dude. Okay. <laughs> I love Luca. And then we have Australia, United States. <sighs> that's basically like Spain and USA, honestly. It's, it's very, it's like the same matchup, I feel like. Uh, I'll go USA though. I think they'll get revenge from the exhibition, but but Auss- the Aussies are are really good. I do too. I have that same final as well. USA yep. and Slovenia. Slovenia. And I have I do have USA pulling it out. I, I, I think they can slow down Luca. Yeah, instead but, of Simone, you know I did pick Simone for gold, but I will pick the USA basketball team for gold. Yeah, so I'm going. So okay, so we got that. We got that down. We both think USA is going to win gold. Yeah, um, I do think they know, will. Here's here's the thing. 
it might be a little rocky at the beginning, but it's not how you yeah. start, it's how you finish. We could be we could be sitting at this podcast on Friday and looking like total idiots for our predictions because they could lose to Spain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're, we're totally yeah, wrong. That's why you play. That's why you play the game. Exactly. Play the game. Exactly. So, I'm confident that though. though, because we probably have what probably about 20, 30 more minutes of this podcast. So right. It's not too long. Um, right. Let's get into free agency and let's talk about maybe five or six big free agents. Yep. Let's see some trades. Um, let's go for it. We give our predictions, and we can see because it starts tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's when all this yep. stuff happens. Um, but deals can't be signed until Friday. Right. So there can be things in place because um, that lets people have the you know restricted free agents do offer sheets, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm um, looking at uh, I'm looking at the some of the rumors right now and stuff, and just the whole gist of it. Yeah. Um, um, but let's let, let's start with a big one. Let, let's go with Kawhi because Kawhi opted out of his contract. It's yeah. Like, let, let's just do was... let's just do this. I'll name off some players. We both say stay or leave, and then we will say where to. Uh, right. Um, I was gonna say okay. real quick before this this started. Uh, this free agent class is it's kind of dry because a lot of players re-signed with teams that yeah. were expected to be free agents this summer. So it's really taken out the market, but there's still a little bit of stuff. And and as I told you, uh, we just talked yesterday. Uh, the salary, you know, the salary cap is cold for a lot of teams. Only six teams that uh, actually have cowar set. Uh, cow. Uh, I can't speak. Have cap space. Cap space. Yeah, cap space. Uh, they have salary to sign. So <laughs> it definitely makes it kind of tough. There's a lot of signing trades that are going to happen, probably. But yeah, let's get so, into uh, let's get into let's some predictions. So Kawhi, so Kawhi. Well, the rumors are that he's going to work a new deal out. I mean, I don't know how much here, you can trust here, that. Thing, I don't want rumors. I want you personal opinion, and then we can talk about it. Stay or leave. I think he stays. I just don't Me? know where else. I, I mean, you leave. Where's he go then? Yeah, I want to hear where you say he goes. Um, I think he could go to Miami. No, no. Where does he go though? Oh, where does he go? Where's he going? Leave. Yep. I'm gonna say if he leaves. Yeah. If he leaves, I'm gonna say he goes to Miami. Miami. Mm hmm. Man, that would be good. See, the the, the thing why I think he stays is because. The Clippers have a good team as it is. Now, I understand why maybe he might try and go somewhere else. To, but, like, you know, the heat, if he in, joins the In all honesty, I think he probably stays. But I just wanted to say leave <sighs> to get that prediction in. So I'm going to say leave. Because I think it would just make NBA just a little bit more competitive. Have someone go I, from the west to the east. I, I think, if, say leave, I think if he joins the Heat... Then they're not going to be as good as if he stays with the Clippers, unless the stars align. Because the only thing is, I'm hearing Kyle Lowry supposed to go to the Heat. I don't know if they have space to get him and Kawhi with you know, but that we'll, we'll talk about Kyle Lowry in just a sec. But I just don't know really where he could go per se, where it works out in a, as a dream. I, I've heard the Mavericks have interest, but I guess he's not interested. Um, but yeah. like him and Luca, I, I think is his best chance to win if he wanted to win. Now yeah. the Clippers already have a good team, so re-signing with him for maybe like another year or two makes sense. Because like if he didn't get injured, 
I do think they would have won the championship. Like, I'm being honest. I really do think they would have beat the Suns and then beat the Bucks. So, like, that shows, you know, that they, they can contend. Now, obviously, the NBA is going to be stronger this year. But I, I think he stays. That's that's my problem. Okay. I know I'm boring. Okay, next next person, CP3. Uh, stay. Stay, definitely. I don't know where he's going to go. No, it's not a line. He, he, he did opt out, but where's he going to go? I mean, people do say the Knicks, but I don't see it. That's that's where we talk about, uh, is it worth it for the Suns to re-sign him for the three years he wants? Because three years, you know, is a decent amount. Maybe they could trade him after next year if it doesn't work out. Because, like, I heard this on multiple sports talk shows, and I can agree. Chris Paul had one of the weirdest playoffs. Some games he looked young and like a superstar and he was the best player and then some games he looked old and didn't play good at all and it was just so back and forth and of course he dealt with his shoulder injury and then the covid protocols but like specifically the finals because game one and two after his masterful game six closeout game against the clippers he looked great and then like he just disappeared the rest of the series pretty much especially game four he was terrible in game four and i think he lost in that game and, you know, if the Suns win that game, I think the Suns win in five. And, like, I want him to win a ring so bad, but, like, he just plays how he played, you know? And so, like, is it worth it for the Suns? He's only getting older. Because he wants three years, and... To me, I'm a Suns fan, I say... Well, I am. I am. Well. I'm a Suns fan, too. Um, I mean, thing, it makes I sense. Think even though maybe maybe business-wise, maybe three years sounds Wait. a lot for someone who's 36. One sec. Wait, you keep talking about just, uh, I want to prove something. Yeah. I no mean, worries. For, for, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm still, I know, you, I'm, I know you're a Phoenix fan, but. Well, no, I just want the, I want the audience to know I'm not a bandwagoner. I'm also a Bucks I fan mean, too. For me, knowing that we went to the finals with CP3, he earned it. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, you might overspend a little bit for him, but here's the thing. It keeps me happy. It keeps the fan base happy, and at this, at, and it keeps right. that booker happy. And at that point, does money really matter? At that point, not really. And yeah. So to me, I think he stays, signs for the supposed three years, ninety million. Yeah. And let's keep it moving, as good old Big Perk would say, right? The only so, yeah, and I I can definitely see why he would resign. Um, the only thing I have as a concern as a Suns fan is like. They're already with. I mean, he'll take a little less money, which is nice, but he's still getting thirty million, and so the, their their cap is not going to be very good. So they're basically just going to run it back, but with an older. I mean, maybe they'll get a, a veteran or two that could help, but like they they're not going to. Yeah, they did get Shamit. That's a good point, but like they might not have like. I just don't know how much better they will be or worse. But at the same time, if you don't sign Chris Paul then you might not get anything out of it and because you could potentially trade him in a signing trade or he could convince someone to come. But, like, you know, it, it's a tough spot for the Suns. And, like, this would have been the year to win it. And, then, of course, they have Book and Aiton, which is great to build around, and Bridges and Payne. You know, they got great and young Johnson. players. Yeah, they got great young players. So, but, you know, it, it does make it tough, like, in terms of how much better this will make them, if it will, or will make them worse. So, but, I mean... I think he stays. I, I do think, though, the most... Yeah, I think the best decision no, is probably for him to stay. So, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to. All right, who's next? Who is next? We'll just go. Uh, we'll, we'll go Kyle Lowry. Oh, he's leaving. 
He has to leave. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to go back to Toronto. They don't want him back. They're rebuilding. So, he got a championship with him. So, he's done his due. And he's going to the... He's going to the Miami Heat. That seems like a, a good, good, you know... They're going to trade away Goran Dragic or let him go or something. They're not going to keep they, him. They, uh, they actually picked up his option, actually. They Dragic. picked it up? They, they have to. Mm-hmm. There's, he's making $20 million. they got to trade him. I feel like if they want to bring Kyle Lowry, I think uh, he goes. We'll I, I think, think he goes to the Heat. I think he stays. No, I'm sorry. I think so, he leaves. I was gonna say. I think Kyle Lowry leaves. And I think he goes to the Sixers. The Sixers, huh? Because I think, I, I think that Ben Simmons will get traded, so he will go to the Sixers. So you think you think Ben Simmons will go to the Raptors in in a signing trade or no? Um, no, because Kyle Lowry's unrestricted. Oh he yeah, you're right. Signing trade. Well. So, this could be uh we'll talk about Vincent I mean, maybe last. I mean you could. Um but that that's my thoughts right now. Right. Let's 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 keep it moving. Um and let's go with uh maybe someone who people don't think about, someone who's still young and is actually pretty good. Um and we'll go with uh, John Collins. <sighs> He's restricted, right? I believe he so. is. He is restricted. So he they can so- match if they want to. Which yeah, obviously gives the, the, the ball in the Hawks court. Yep. I think based off of that, he's going to stay. I think they're going to re-sign him. I do. I do too. I think what they're going to do, I think what they're doing is seeing what everyone else will pay for him and then say, okay, yeah, we'll pay it. Yeah, I think so. I, I do. Unless, I'm, if a team offers him a max, then maybe not, but I don't think a team will. I don't think he's yeah. a max player. He's close. He's, he's good money, but not max. Agreed. Right. So, okay, next. We have someone who could be, who could potentially change some people's stuff. Uh, Mike Conley. He's unrestricted. I haven't thought about. I really haven't thought about this one. Um, I feel like a lot of teams are going to be looking for, are going to be interested in his services because he had a good year, wasn't he? An All Star this year, or was it last year? No, he was. No, no, he was All Star this year because Book got hurt. Right. So I mean, of course, he was. Book got hurt, but he was, you know. He was up there. He had a great season when a lot of people thought he was too old. So I think he's still got something left. Um, a team could definitely use his services. <sighs> I want to say he stays. I think. I mean, if he leaves, I just don't know where he would go. I have no idea, if I'm being honest. I haven't really read up on Mike Conley's situation. So I don't know about any yeah. rumblings going on. So I, I don't have any idea. I don't know. I think I, I th- think he leaves. I think he goes to a contender though of some sort because he's you know older. But I just don't know yeah. what team. I, I think he leaves, and I'm gonna say he goes to the Knicks. Yeah, I'm I could, the Knicks. I think the Knicks will pay him money. That's what I think. I think that's I that's that's a that's a legit one. I would say I'll just say he stays, or I will say that he stays, but. I do I'll think that he leaves and goes to the Knicks. I think the Knicks is a dark horse pick right there. I'll be honest. That's because a good one. the Knicks, we know, want Chris Paul. But if you can't get Chris Paul, Mike Conley is a very good option. Right. You know? So that's what I think. The next one is DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. And he's unrestricted. Do the Lakers have... Didn't he say he would take a pay cut to sign with the Lakers? I, I remember on a Shannon Sharp podcast, it was basically tampering about how he wants to play for the Lakers. Like... That's pretty much what he said. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not going to talk about rumors and that stuff. We're just saying our picks and opinions. Does he stay or leave? 
And then, if so, where does he go? All right, he's leaving. And it doesn't matter. Like, it, we can say whoever we want. Like, the team just have to, the team just have to get it done. You know, I'm, like I'm just that. trying to be like Bill Simmons, trying to sound cool. Like, I know what I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> nah, I think he leaves. Uh, uh, maybe the Heat, maybe the Lakers. Sounds like sounds like two good teams that could that I think would sign him. Probably the Lakers. I think he takes a pay cut and joins the Lakers because that's basically what he said. So I think he'll do that. He I wants to win. He also, I think he also leaves. Um, I don't know how the Lakers are going to do it because they have like zero money. Um, <laughs> Veterans minimum. <laughs> um, so Lakers, if not, I think a, a dark horse could be uh, Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics. I, they frustrated me. Honestly, with how they, many, they have, how much they've had, Bill, and never not being able to execute it. Yeah, and I know Bill Simmons would hate us for saying that. <laughs> He's yeah. a big Celtics guy. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think he goes to Celtics. Yeah, um, it's it's tough to really guess these free agency you know predictions. It really is because it's kind of like you don't know. I mean, it's you don't know what these guys are doing unless something gets leaked. But yeah. Um, there's one I'm waiting for that I've been waiting for. I'm excited to, to talk about. Yes, he's actually the next one. I've actually just been kind of going in a, in a little list. So, um... Is it who I think it is? Uh, I, I think so. It is, uh... Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lonzo. I think Lonzo is... Might be... Of course, there's Kawhi. But, like, Lonzo maybe Probably top three because of how young he is. And his potential top three best free agent in this class and I'm pretty sure he leaves I don't think the Pelicans have any interest in bringing him back from and so I think he's gone I'm hearing okay no rumors aside I think he goes to the Bulls they have money they'll pay him they need a point guard he goes to the Bulls pairs up with Zach Levine I agree he I goes to the Bulls goes to the Bulls let's, let, let's keep it moving um, someone I think we can talk about because you know I think it would be interesting is uh, Dennis Schroeder. Oh, dude, he's gone. The, he's, the Lakers are not going to – they can't pay him that. And they, they obviously just trade for Russell Westbrook, so he's totally gone. Um, so, dude, he's gone, where to? He is not getting that much money, though. No chance, I don't think. He's going to have to take out less money because no team's so going to offer him then? Where is he going? I can see the Mavericks trading for him. No, actually, no, I can't. Never mind. He would not fit with Luke at all. Okay. He, 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 he's unrestricted, so. I can see the Knicks signing him, honestly. I can see the Knicks being done and throwing him a lot of money. I, I No team has has space to sign him. So, I, that's like, the Knicks have cap space. So I'll just go with the Knicks, I guess. Like, I don't know. Why not? They, they got nothing to lose. They don't really have, like, a, a good guard. So, I just think they'll go for it. If no one, they'll okay. get him for a little I bit think- of a discount. Yes, I, I think I think Schroeder leaves. I think he's done. I don't think Lakers want him. No, they don't. Um, and then I think, for me, um, a team that I would love to see him on, I think he'd go to Pelicans. Yeah. I, I mean, if you have Lonzo going, I mean, I guess turn up with Zion, see how it goes. I mean, I'm not saying it'd be the most you know romantic fit, but right. why not? Pelicans might be an option because they lose a, a point guard and ball, right? Uh, yeah, I think Dennis Schroeder is kind of just 
a trouble-free agent, honestly. I do. I think but, he's hey, got We're just giving predictions. We're not giving right. anything, right? So, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do one more and then probably call it a podcast for the day. Um, this is someone who I who I love because he's, you know, University of Michigan guy. Um, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he, the sharpshooter. He is, he is restricted. He is restricted. But does he go or does he stay? I think he goes. And I think he and goes to the Mavericks. To pair up okay. with Luca. They need a sharpshooter, right? They've got money. They do. Well, no, they don't, but if they trade for Zingas, mm-hmm. they do. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. The Mavericks. Here's the thing. I think what will happen, I think we'll go to the Mavs. It'll be a three team trade. You think he's going to the Mavericks too? Yeah. I really I really take a shot in the dark on that one, I'm not gonna lie. No, I think I think he could pair up well because he doesn't need the ball. Yeah, that's, that's Luke needs someone that's, who doesn't need the ball. Thing. When you when you watch the heat, he doesn't need the ball. He he just comes off screens and if Luca's getting two people Yeah that leaves someone open, right? So Ball for movement. Me, yeah, for me, if I'm Robin Duncan Robinson, yes, I am a restricted free agent. I'm talking with the Mavs. Yes. I get that done. And what I think what I would do, if I'm the Suns, uh, this, this is my fantasy role because I'll just bring in the Suns. I do think it's just going to be between them and the Heat. But if 13 was involved, let's have the Suns get good old Perzingod back in there, the unicorn. Hey, you never know, man. It could happen. That would be crazy. Hey, this is a prediction, and that's what this is all about. But yeah. in all honesty, like, my for real thing is he leaves, goes to the Mavs. Best case scenario for me would be awesome. Would be Duncan goes to the Mavs. Um, yeah. And then Suns get Perzine God, which then creates cap space for the Heat. The Heat can pick up whoever from the the Mavs and and uh, Suns, so whoever they want, right? Yeah. But then they have enough money to sign, like I said, probably Kawhi or Kyle Lowry. That's what I think might happen. I'm just excited for free agency. It's always pretty fun to see where teams go. And, and there's always like one or two or and... three free agents that just out of left field just do one team. So yeah. those are my predictions. There is one more um, thing I was going to bring up real quick that we should touch on because uh, it was probably the most important NBA news so far. What do you think about the Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers? Give me your thoughts. If you're a Lakers, if you're a Lakers fan, why not? Why, uh, hey, why not? <laughs> that's just, why that's not? a thing. Um, to me, I don't think it's going to be a good marriage. <laughs> I, don't think they, I don't think AD, LeBron, and Russell will play well together. Um, they're all kind of ball-dominant people. Um, Russell is a baller. I love him. I actually love watching Westbrook. He's just not good in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, you know, I saw a photo. The Lakers dared, literally dared Russell to shoot the three. Here's the thing with the Lakers. Yeah, you might have guys that can go to the rim. Who's shooting the three for you? Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have any three-point shooting, which is so essential today. I will say, one positive, I think, from this trade is it gives LeBron a break. Because now, I don't think LeBron's going to really look to score this year. He's just going to probably dish it to his guys. And, and Russ can create his own shot and, and drive it in. Now, he might shoot him out of games. We know how he is. I don't think it's a good fit either. I do think it'll give LeBron a break. And, it, and I think in a perfect world, they'll make it work. But I don't think it's going to... 
I think maybe, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win the finals. Here's the thing. I think Warriors are better than them. <laughs> I even think the Suns are better than them because they have three-point shooting. They're still the just, yeah, they'll outshoot them. Yeah, now, that's if, the only reason why. If Russell Westbrook... one or two games off of you, but you have, I mean, look at what, I mean, when the Bucks didn't shoot over 30%, they lost. If if Russell Westbrook, Westbrook had a three-point shot, first off, he'd be way more value, and he probably wouldn't begin trading around like that. But two, if he could shoot, man, that Lakers team would win the championship. If he was a good three-point shooter, yeah. they, they would win, so dude. For me, if Lakers get any shooting, that's why Duncan Robinson would be good, but they don't have money for him. No, they don't. Um, so that's my prediction. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be very good. I, I'm excited to see how it works out. Um, I think both will have good stats. Um, obviously, Lakers are making the playoffs. Of course, they're going to be favorites because media loves them. Um, but until they get until they get three-point shooting... I don't trust them. Come on, Bron, take a pay cut. What are you doing? You've got hey. you're 36 now or 35, or whatever. You got four championships. Take a pay cut to get more. <laughs> like uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, this will wrap up like the. Uh, that's kind of the podcast for the day. Um, hopefully, you guys didn't take any notes and just listened. It went um, pretty smooth. I'll be honest. Uh, sorry if like the sound quality isn't the greatest. And we're doing it on Zoom, but I mean, we're just starting out. You know, we're gonna see how this goes, where this takes us. We definitely want to upgrade, you know, our, our quality and our software in the future. But really, you know, the, the more important thing is just us sitting down and talking about this, and you know, giving you guys some sports analysis, and hopefully something you guys can like massive listen to and enjoy. If you're you know busy doing something, you can put on a podcast. So we're very uh, excited to keep this going. This went by quick, man. It flew by. I had a ton of fun talking. I feel like this is something I really am good at is like talking just about like things that I, you know, I'm passionate about and sports is definitely one of those things and super excited to get this ball rolling. Got the first episode filmed. Uh, this, uh, the no notes podcast. Uh, I'll explain real quick why we, we named it the no notes podcast. Uh, Matt and I's presumably favorite class we've ever had together, uh, or science honor shot to anyone from that class. If you guys watch this, you guys were awesome. And of course, Mr. Snyder. Uh, we, there's like a, one of the best inside jokes Matt and I ever had was uh, he, there was like a, a quiz and he was just trying to make everyone real intimidating. He'd be like, oh, remember, there will be no notes. And the way he said it. So we just, no notes. It just, I don't know, it just fits, I feel like. It's just like a good yeah. podcast name for, for, for Matt and I, you know, because that's like a, an internal joke that we have together. So. Yeah, that's why it's and called I no think notes. It's good too. I think it's good too because we don't want you guys just to often take notes. Just, just for yeah. like, have and fun. We're not going to take any notes, really. We're just going to pull everything up on. on we're just going to be like you guys, as casual sports fan. We're pulling everything up. At least for me, I've got it all on my phone, just pulling up, you know, stuff. And it's not necessarily about just like notes, you know. So no notes. Yeah. So hopefully, from you know, like you said, every Monday and Friday we're recording these. Right. Hopefully, I assume we'll probably get them out probably yeah. when we get it down later in the afternoon. Yeah. Monday and Friday, so you guys can listen to them. Um, but we're excited to keep this going, and and we will uh, talk with you guys on Friday. Yeah. More free agency, Olympics, and uh, whatever else the sports world might yeah. bring out of. So. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, look forward to talking to you on Friday, Matt. Dude, All Maddie right. B is ready. H double. H double. Uh, Maddie B. Maddie B and H double. All right. Have a good rest of your day, guys.